Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. I have returned to the land of the living. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. Every dead body that is not exterminated becomes one of them. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. All right, we're going to cut the cut the intro short. Enough of the bullshit. Welcome to the May 20th edition of Rubber Guard Radio. This is episode number 108. Um, this episode of Rubber Guard is brought to you by our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com. You need Lucha Libre masks, T-shirts, DVDs, all kinds of different swag. Uh, go to WrestleWarehouse.com and let Jeff know that uh, Zombie from Rubber Guard Radio sent you. Also, our other sponsor would be SlamBamJam.com for all your current and past Lucha Libre and Japanese pro wrestling needs, as well as some best of comps that are just blow away out of your mind. Um, Alfredo's got a really fine selection of stuff. Uh, he's got some wacky indie stuff as well from SoCal. So that's slambamjam.com. Uh, got to throw props out to the mothership, angrymarks.com. Uh, without them, Rebel Guard Radio would not be on the air. Also, uh, lightsoutradio.com for MMA news and whatnot. Join Matt Bishop for that. Also, um, yesterday I recorded the first of a weekly segment that will be posted on angrymarks.com, and I'm on MySpace gimmick and whatnot. Um, it's an indie audio blog where I will I will uh, run down um, the lineups and locations and prices of shows for the upcoming weekend. So you can get that at angrymarks.com as well. Uh, well worth checking out. We got stuff from SoCal, NorCal, uh, the Midwest, Florida. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, different places in Pennsylvania. So, yeah, check that out. That'll be uh, posted on Tuesdays at angrymarks.com. I'd like to welcome to the show my co-host, Mr. Joshi Rob. What's going on, Rob? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, fine and freaking dandy. And our guest in the first hour, before I introduce him, I must say that this man has larger grapefruits than Vince McMahon. Um, he took the dive for his career. He decided to move to Florida to uh, try to latch on, uh, try and advance his career. I have to say you've got a large set of stones there. I'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Sheik Khan Abadi. Sheiky, welcome to the show, brother. Assalamu alaikum, my friend. Thank you for having me. Not a problem, brother. Not a problem. How's the weather out there in uh, sunny Florida? Uh, Right now, kind of rainy, but it's been pretty good overall. Not too bad. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's let's start from the beginning. when did you become a fan of, of uh, pro wrestling? Jeez, I could say probably when I was four years old. Uh, I could probably tell you the match, Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair at Music City Showdown 89. I saw that, and I knew there wasn't anything else more uh, physically demanding, something, anything better than any athlete could do than pro wrestling. I knew then it's something I wanted to do. 
Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you you that's one of my favorite programs of all time, uh, feuds. Um, now tell me, which was your favorite match? The first one, which was uh, the Music City Showdown, or the Clash of Champions, or the one they had in Chicago? I'm going to have to say the first one. That's the one that got me hooked. I like the mm-hmm. the one you mentioned as well from the Clash of the Champions. The music, or I'm sorry, Spring Stampede 94 was a good one as well. But I think that first one, the energy and emotion with that, and with Terry Funk right there as well, made it the one, the top one. You know, the the thing is, what, what people don't know is that they that program at that time just wasn't those matches. They were house show matches that were just unbelievable. Um, I've seen footage of uh, March March 18th, 90, or 89, where they worked a double shot, uh, Philadelphia, as well as Landover, Maryland. And both matches were amazing. And these were house show matches, where these two guys just have so much pride, you know, and integrity that they go out and they 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 just go out and they put on just a hell of a show. And, you know, it, it's amazing. And... Uh, to be honest, I kind of got, kind of got that that same type of vibe with uh, the two matches I saw you have with Dan Danielson and Fog City. It was kind of they were different, but they were the same. But there was emotion, you know. And you, I had no idea about you guys being programmed together, but it gripped me. Um, let, let's talk about your your series of matches with Danielson. Um, wow, is all I have to sure. say. Uh, what, what are your feelings on that program that you had? Uh, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I, all right. I thought it was a great uh, program. I had never worked Danielson before uh, Fog City, but, um, you know, his style of big man with a lot of uh, intensity, a lot of speed to him, still very quick, and me gave me a chance to go all over the place. I was everywhere, and even more importantly, the fans there, the emotion, like you said, that was in the matches, that's, I think, what really made it count. Otherwise, you know, we could just be two guys wrestling in an empty arena, but when the people there cared like they did, it really made it, I think, special. Gave it that extra to it. Mm-hmm. Well, the 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 April twenty fifth match or twenty fourth, um, that was my first Fog City in about a year, and I had no idea about what you two were doing. And um, when I went there, I, I watched the match, and it gripped me, and it was amazing. Um, you really don't see that too much on the indie level um, just because of the lack of TV and, and, you know, other, other avenues. But, you know, you guys um, gripped me and I was just completely amazed. Um, I hope that the match makes the fog city TV on the 30th. Um, I really hope so just because it was, it was fun stuff. Both matches were great. Um, and I, I have to give it to you, brother, the match you guys had on, on uh, the second May 2nd, you know, you, you didn't phone it in, okay? You guys fucking brought it. Even though you knew that was it, you guys still brought it, and I was amazed. Um, I'll tell you, those two matches would have to definitely go on go on your resume DVD, no doubt. Oh, I'd love to see them. I, I don't have any of that footage, but uh, hopefully, like you said, they put it on TV or Fox City has so many Internet outlets. I hope to see it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, so you fell in love with Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. Um, did you know then you wanted to become a professional wrestler? Absolutely. I uh, I went through another avenue, a few other avenues to make sure. I did a lot of martial arts, did a lot of wrestling through school. 
I did a lot of performance arts through school as well, and I saw there's nothing else that tied them all together. There's no, every one of them was just one piece of the puzzle, whereas in wrestling, it's a live show every night. You're being viewed on all four sides. It's one take, and it brings together every element of, like I said, any performance you can do, any sport you could do. It's one of a kind. There's no other thing I can imagine myself doing. So how did you break into the business? Uh, around uh, 2000, I came to California and uh, went to an independent show for big-time wrestling and got some information about their school and learned a few things about what they had going on, and pretty soon I was training. It's pretty it's as simple as that. So was it Jason Stiles, or was it was uh, uh, Shane Cody still around? Cody was there. It was definitely more Jason Stiles uh, training me, although... Like I said, I did martial arts. I did some wrestling already. There wasn't too much to do. I was a natural athlete from the start. All he had to do was show me the ropes, and uh, I was on my way. So, um, your first uh, few times training? First few times, yeah, pretty well. I was, uh, I mean, at the beginning, they start you with uh, some stuff that you may see in a lot of other sports, and it was easy for me to do roll here, flip there, and doing the martial arts. I was already an acrobat. I could do pretty much everything they needed at first. First times are easy. It's once you get into it and you've got those uh, basics down where it really starts to get to you. Right. Okay. So uh, who did you have your debut match with? Debut match was with Wild Storm, I want to say August 2001, uh, for the BTW Cruiserweight Championship. Um, I wrestled as the Persian Tiger at the time, a masked wrestler. And uh, what was it? In the city of Hollister in a beautiful, I think, half a barn in front of about 50 people. <laughs> but um, terrific match, I think. I'd still, if there was any footage of it, I'd still probably watch it. I think uh, we had a lot of good points to it. I'm sure I was moving like a, I don't know, hummingbird on crack. But <laughs> other than that, I think it went pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. Now, working for big time, tell me, what, what is it like to work in the Newark Pavilion in front of those fans? Uh, the Pavilion was where I started. It's funny. At first, they hated me. I, a wrestler joked that he could come out and kill a baby in the ring, and they would still boo me. But uh, after a while, after, I'd say, a year seeing me, they were cheering me every night. They loved me. I was one of the favorites there, and to me, that was something special because I didn't really change what I was doing. They just seemed to grow fond of me over time and grow fond of the matches I did. Also, Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty, how, how should I put it? Um, the big-time wrestling crowd is different than anything I've, I've, I've seen. <laughs> um, it, it really reminds me, if I close my eyes and listen to Alan Bolte ring announce, I'm back in the Cow Palace in 1980. It really reminds me of that. Um, and I love it. I mean, I love it. Every time I go to a big-time show, it's it's memories of the Cow Palace, you know, back in the day, as us old-timers like to say. Um, but, yeah, that it's just an, an amazing crowd, and it's completely different. Because I've watched shows there with other, you know, with indie workers from other areas, and they're like, dude, I wish it were this easy. I said, well, you there know. Some of that. Yeah. <laughs> People there, uh, big-time wrestling, I mean, the company's been around forever. You can see the posters with Ray Stevens and Andre the Giant and mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, Pat Patterson all the way to the 70s. And I think a lot of that same audience, the people that watched it when they were kids, are now bringing their kids to the shows. And uh, that same appreciation for wrestling is there. Although if they don't like you, they'll let you know it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, they don't like Jason Styles, But, you know, <laughs> I don't blame them. No. But now, after um, working for big time, um, you would, you know, do what every independent worker does. You know, you make friends and, and whatnot, and, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, what other companies did you branch out from after breaking in with big time? Uh, through big time, I got hooked up with a number of Lucha Libre companies. Promo Khalifa, I think, probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Uh, FMLO a lot when they came up, which were huge shows. They had audiences probably as big as that worked in front of, I think, almost 2,000 on one occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, then from there, uh, I think it was Kimo Kanaloa got me hooked up with GZW, I think they were called. GZW, which was a growing company um it's no longer here and i think i worked one show from them but from there i met a lot of good people uh pogo the clown being one of them who helped me out a lot and really is what brought me out to a lot of the other independent companies in the area brawl wrestling uh spw wrestling i think he had a part in let's see uh, uh naw wrestling he really uh, helped me get around the norcal scene more than anybody Mm-hmm. Now you you mentioned Pogo. Um, have you ever been in the ring with him? I did wrestle Pogo. Uh, no, that guy know? is as, he's as strong as an ox. Yeah, he, and scary. you can hit him like one too. That's what's really scary. Mm-hmm. I think I teed off on him in the head about four times, and I you know I throw some round kicks. I, like I said, I did karate. I don't pull him, but uh, the man's a beast. I think he could have taken a hundred of them. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised that that Joe never, you know, after the XPW thing, never really latched on anywhere. Because I mean, I saw Joe first time in '93, and he's just a specimen. I mean, you yeah, just look at the guy; he's a fucking monster. Exactly, he's yeah. amazing to watch, and he moves a lot quicker than you would ever think. I mean, I think he's a very impressive wrestler, no matter what anybody may want to think. I I don't know, same as you, I don't know why he never uh, latched on to anywhere either, but anywhere that has him, I think, is lucky to have him. Yeah, whenever whenever Joe's brought up, I always mention the Pogo the Clown stuff in XPW. Those vignettes were fucking brilliant. Now, yeah. I never liked the XPW product, um, with the exception of when they used the Lucha guys and the Pogo the Clown stuff. That stuff was just so scary, you know, where it gave me chills, and that doesn't happen often, and it's a shame that he wouldn't, wasn't able to do that on a, a larger scale. Yeah, but, you know, wrestling things, well, things happen. And so, so you're working around, you're, you're, you know, working for pretty much everybody. Um, when did you feel that you, that you, that you made it? I'm a pro wrestler. Hmm. When did I feel? I'd say when the fans started letting me know. Probably at BTW, uh, even before I branched out. I mean, you can always learn more. I never thought I was done or I made it, period. But, uh, you know, after a while, the fans started letting me know just when I came to the ring. It went from booze to crazy applause, and the matches became more appreciated. People started cheering Sheik out of the side of the arenas, and they would grow more and more. 
And to me, that's the best recognition there is. You can't really ask for anything more concrete than that. Mm-hmm. Also, when I saw so how did the, a... worrying about me, wondering what I'm doing in my match, or wondering how uh, their match is going to compare to my match, that's when I knew I was really good in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, brother, um, you're one of the... I'm not, I'm not putting you over because you're on the show. But you are probably one of the best pure high flyers I've seen live. And that's, I've seen quite a few. Um, in other words, I'm saying it, it looks like you don't have to try. I mean, it, you know, it takes two to tango, and every time I do something good, I thank, some, you know, thank God that someone good is there with me. But, uh, you know, thank you very much. I pride myself on this. I don't see anything more important to me than wrestling. I don't see... Uh, Myself, like you said, phoning it in because it's my last try or half-assing it. Every every time is important to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a wrestler is only as good as his last match. That's what I've heard. You no. Know, yeah, I, I'll tell you, impressive. Um, Thank you. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Fog City. Um, how did you get hooked up with um, with Fog City? There was talk of me coming to Fog City before the first show even happened. Uh, Unfortunately, I tore my MCL and had to miss out on that. But uh, once I healed up and came back around, uh, Caesar Black, he told me he liked what I brought. He liked the class that I had in the ring, being the chic, not like uh, a lot of wrestlers who, as he called them, scum, covered in tattoos, a whole bunch of pounding and hitting, not to pick on anybody specific, but uh, he liked what I saw, being a pure wrestler, and he told me he wanted to bring me in. Mm-hmm. That happened, I want to say, uh, August of last year. And again, people uh, treated me the same as a BTW. They hated me, and didn't matter what I did. But uh, was it three shows later, we started to hear those cheek chants. Those cheek chants just started getting louder and louder until eventually it wasn't even up to anybody. So who were your first opponents uh, for Fog City? <laughs> it was a three-way match between myself, Vinny Massaro, and Oliver John. Ooh, With, damn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> huh, Owie. Yeah, I had to prove myself, <laughs> and I think I did a good job. Uh, Raven was there, and he told me he thought I died in the match. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he wasn't the only one, but uh, I think I came back, although I didn't win the match. I thought I gave a good showing, and the people there seemed to think so, too. Well, yeah, at least you walked away. Um, yeah. Vinny tends to be uh, pretty brutal with his head-dropping suplexes, and, and Oliver John doesn't tickle in there. So, you know, the, you survived. Yes. <laughs> I stretch my neck a lot. I'll say that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Wow. Geez, do you go from having a match with those two to uh, what was your next match? Another three-way dance, this time with uh, Vinny Massaro and Chupacabra. Ah, Chupi. Which, Chupi, yes, a very, very talented wrestler. Uh, also not American, which I appreciate. <laughs> but, uh, you know, very similar results. He's also someone who very quickly could drop you with a concussion, could drop mm-hmm. you on your head. He's no slouch, that's for sure, and he's what I think, other than myself, one of the most talented high flyers in the area, probably in the business. 
Yeah, Chupi, he's on a whole different different planet. And, you know, he, he, he loves being on that planet all by himself. <laughs> if, if, no, I think it's good. If, if, if no one has seen or just looked at Chupi, okay, <laughs> let alone his work, I mean, the guy is, you know, he's like maybe 140 pounds dripping wet. Oh, not but anymore, my friend. Oh, no. Uh, he's just uh he's he's an amazing talent as well. He's he's coming out of Reno area, so um if you haven't seen him look him up, you will be impressed. You will not you won't be mad at me, I believe that. Mhm. There you go. What you can do is you can uh either hit up uh MySpace, you can hit me up on MySpace and you can find him. He's in my top friends. Um also or you can uh El Chupacabra, you can type that in in YouTube. I'm I'm pretty sure that you'll be able to get uh to get some info and matches on him. Um, you got to just see this kid. I mean, unbelievable. And I, I can't say kid because, you know, he's been around the block. So, you know, he's no no uh, spring chicken, but he's exceptional as well. So uh, whose idea was it for, for you and Dan Danielson to become programmed together? Because you two are both uh, drastically different. One is the quote-unquote shooter type um, – type of uh, amateur, type of uh, Taz-like worker, and, and you, the high flyer. It's a drastic um, difference. Uh, whose idea was for uh, you two to get in the ring together? You know, I can't say for sure, but I'm going to have to say, again, Caesar Black, he, he's a wise man. It, he saw that there was a good business there, and he was right. Like I'd never worked him, like I said, but uh, I guess he saw the fire in Dan, and he knew the fire was in me. We were both ready to go. I don't think it mattered who we were with, but the mix was a very good one, and it worked out for both of us, I think. Well, the the, the sky's the limit for Dan. Um, he's got all the talent in the world, and, and the kid, you know, is he's he's another one that's strong as an ox. Yes. Yes, absolutely. He amazed me a few times, throwing me for a couple flips here and there. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys went balls to the wall in both of the matches I saw you guys in, and you know that was just, uh, just nuts. That, that's all I can say is nuts. I just hope to God that it, it makes the TV on the thirtieth. Either one of them, um, you can actually get the highlight videos from Fog City Nine and Ten at FogCityWrestling dot com. Cheap plug for, uh, you know what? Fuck Caesar. It's all about Stevie. Um, <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. But, uh, yeah, Fog City Wrestling, definitely look it up there. You'll see a lot of good talent and, of course, myself and Dan Danielson. Yeah, there's all kinds of talent. You know what, man? There's all kinds of talent up here in Northern California. You know, we're in the middle of a renaissance, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, I agree. You know, that's, uh, that's some of the best in the, in the country, bar none. Now, um, you decided to... Uh, to fly the coop and and move to Florida, um, what made you decide to finally pack up your things and 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 uh, take that leap of faith? Well, a lot of it had to do with that injury I told you about. I tore my MCL uh, January of last year and sat at home for at least three months, sitting there just watching everyone else wrestle, watching everyone else do it, and thinking hey, when I come back, I might not get another chance. Who knows if I tear an MCL again or something worse. So why sit on it? That's when I knew I had to go do it. And uh, 
you know, I have no bigger investment than myself. So why not put exactly. myself out there? Exactly. There's hey, Sheik, you want to take a call? Yeah, let's take a call. Cool. Um, but before I patch in the caller, uh, we will be taking calls for the remaining hour and 36 minutes or so. Area code 347-215-7946. And let's patch in the caller from the 209 area code. Caller, who am I speaking with? Uh, you're actually speaking with Dan Danielson. Oh! Speaking of the devil. Oh, wow. Welcome to Jeez. the show, Dan. How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. How you doing? Awesome. I, uh, uh, you know... I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Do the whole shoot gimmick. Uh, I work chic. I think five, six months in a row chic. Yep, sounds about right. right. Hands down, the funnest five, six months in a row at any one company I've ever worked. There it is. I, I'm hands down, chic Sam. You know me, bro. We're boys. I wish you the best of luck, and just know that eventually. Uh, this horse, this uh, ox, I guess, I'll be out there with you, dude. Yeah, I just absolutely. wish you absolutely the best. Uh, well, thank you, brother. Awesome. I appreciate that. And I believe no problem. Uh, yeah, thank you for the compliments, both of you guys. I appreciate that very much. Uh, hey, brother. Show. I'm just I'm just being honest, man. It's what I fucking saw. You know, I, I took a, a year hiatus from going to Fog City, and I was like, okay, who's this dude? I've never seen you before. And I was like, oh, fuck me. You know, it reminded me of a of a, a very young Tony Jones. And I hear I hear that from everyone. Yeah. I'm you know, you're you're tall you're tall, so I couldn't compare you to Taz. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a midget, so Yeah. Definitely. Well, I just wanna let you guys know that I Sam, you know how I feel about you, bro, and I I wish you the best and just keep doing good, bro, and Rubber Guard Radio, keep it up because this is the stuff that you know people want to hear and they appreciate it very much. Mr. Danielson, thank you for calling in, brother. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. If you ever need to talk, just hit me up. Cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Have a good one, Sam. Take care, my friend. Take care, brother. Thank you. Wait. Wow, that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is... Uh, the reason I wanted to uh, to get you on uh, so soon since you left was because this is a uh, on the air. This is your going away party, brother. Um, oh. We are going to miss you out here, man. Oh, thank you. I'm going to miss out there. I already miss out there. Well, but, uh, now that know. now that you're in Florida, um, have you have you um, made any friends? Have you made any contacts out there? Yeah, I've made a few friends. Uh, I had some contacts. Uh, I've already begun to wrestle for uh, Pro Wrestling Eclipse in the Florida area, mm-hmm. and uh, a few other companies coming up, I'm sure. Uh, talks, but what is there's one in Alabama, I believe, Universal Wrestling. Uh, a few other coming up, but you know, I'll wait till after I do them to say too much. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, do you have any promo DVDs or anything that uh, you'll be able to um, hand out to promoters and whatnot? Oh, I've got a few DVDs here. Unfortunately, not a whole lot of copies, but um, the MySpace, the you know, the internet is full of it. I'm sure if you look on anywhere, you can find a video and put my name in. You'll see a lot of me. Okay. Well, what we'll do is, uh, when we get off the radio, I'll give you a call. I'll give you my address, and you, I need you to send me a couple, uh, a copy of each, 
And what I'll do is I'll I'll do this myself. Okay, I will make copies and I will send them to friends of mine that are promoters in Florida. Um, so you know you can get your name out there and whatnot, just because I know you can do it. And thanks, my brother. You know I'm not yanking your crank because you're on the show. I believe with your look and your work, you should be able to, you know, at least pick up dates. Oh, I think so. But thank you very much. I'll definitely uh, we'll take care of that. Hey, brother, it's all good. Once you're a friend, friend of the show, man, you're a friend for life, and I do take care of my people. Especially, you know, I believe in you, brother, and I'm not fucking jerking you. <clears throat> but now, uh, Mr. Rob, do you have any questions? Yeah, I, I wanted to, de- to know how he thought of the sheet gimmick, how that came about. Shoot! Oh, I thought of it. I didn't think of it. I'm an Iranian. Sheik Kanabadi. That's, you heard Dan call me some, but Sam Kandagabadi is my name. That's who I am. There wasn't much thought process into it. I speak Farsi. I am Persian. And, uh, you know, sometimes things just come about in a natural way. <laughs> But uh, I will say, like I told you, I wore a mask before as the Persian tiger. I was the tiger kid. I was the shadow. And all of that was just waiting until I was ready to be the sheik. I always knew I would be the sheik. But, uh, you know, you want to have your best face forward, your best foot forward, before you just jump into it. Can we get your thoughts on other famous wrestling sheiks, like uh, the Iron Sheik? And uh... <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, the Iron Sheik, uh, very entertaining. And uh, a great Olympian. How about that? How about the yeah. original Sheik? The original Sheik. Scary to watch at first, I'll tell you that. But uh, another great, one of the greats and uh, a legend, definitely. He he paved the way for not just Sheiks, for heels in general. He had so much that he brought that no one else did. And uh, can't say enough great things about him. Sheik Adnan LKC. Ah. Um, I don't know. He has a nice name. <laughs> How about one more? Um, Sheikh Bashir in in it. Wow. Uh, I was not thrilled when I saw him there the first time. I will say that as a fellow Iranian, I'm proud of him. Any Iranian that can do well in this country is doing great things, and uh, wish him the best. Hopefully, get to see him soon. Yes. So, you know, I mean, I can't say bad. You know, I'm 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 a little upset with the uh, creative people in TNA. Um, they took they took Sean's finish away. Um, he doesn't do the magic carpet right anymore, which is a frog frog splash on top of a carpet. Oh, I know it. And I uh, it's impressive. Don't you just love how he stopped doing the thing that got him signed in the first place? You know, exactly. I've talked to people about this a lot, how you have to do so much to get somewhere, and once you get there, they may probably not want you to do that anymore. But uh, such is the business, I suppose. Well, you know, Sheik, you could always go to using a moonsault on top of a <laughs> fine carpet. You know what? I've thought about it. I even did a frog splash for a long time, and people mentioned it to me a lot. But, um, you know, that's his. I don't need that. I got mine. He's got his. And, uh, it's it, it's amazing because I I still picture I still remember vividly the Sunday night heat match uh, the she had with uh, uh, that 
Bashir had with Tommy Dreamer, and that was the match that got him signed. And he hit the frog splash with it, or he missed. But it was still amazing because I followed Sean's career before that, and it was just I was like, yes, he's going to make it. And then they they just didn't do anything with him. It's a shame. Um, well, the next obvious question is, are you going to try to get your name out in Florida so that you can possibly get booked in TNA? Because I think you and Sean would be a great team. Well, I would like that. I like anywhere that wants me to wrestle personally. If I have to wrestle in a barn in Hollister, or if I get to wrestle at TNA, either is great for me. But, um, yeah, it is, I think, the end goal to try and get my name out and get noticed by these bigger players. And hopefully when they see me, they like what I have, and maybe they will think of uh, putting me with Bashir. And like I said, we both speak Farsi. I think that right there is perfect. But, uh, you know, it's up to them. That's heat, bro. That's instant heat. Oh, I'd love it. I've met one Iranian wrestler, Ali Akbar, I'll say. uh, I believe he's an OVW. And uh, just being able to speak Farsi with another wrestler and relate on the things that – Iranians have to go through here it was amazing. Awesome. 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 So, uh, now that you're out there in Florida, how could promoters get a hold of you to uh, get your book? Well, there's uh, Sheik Kanabadi at yahoo.com. That's an easy way to reach me. There's uh, I can plug the MySpace, right? Please do. Yeah, myspace.com slash samcon, S A M K H A N. Or they can call me. I'm very easy to reach. I'll give that out, too. It's 510-684-9725. Any of those Tremendous. avenues, great great way to reach me. And uh, this is what I do. I got nothing else to talk about. So if they want to call me up, if someone else wants to call me up, talk about it, that's how you reach me. Tremendous. Tremendous. So um, I have to ask, are your roommates around? They're around, I believe, right? Are my roommates around? Yeah, I see them. Yeah. Yeah, you got well, a question? Give me either one of them. Yeah, let me hand that over. Hold on one second. Hello? One half of the one half of the world famous uh, Suburban Commandos. I'm not quite sure which one. This is D Which unit. one are you? D this unit. D unit. How's uh, how's Florida, brother? Florida, it's freaking rainy. <laughs> False advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's the Sunshine State going to be? You know, rainy. <laughs> we got one. a river. We got a river in our backyard with an alligator, and it's raining. <laughs> Welcome to Florida, brother. <laughs> yada yada. Whoa. So um. Now that you, uh, the Commandos and uh, the Sheiky have made the jump, have you guys gotten any bookings yet? Uh, we did get a few bookings. Uh, we got a booking uh, every Friday at this place called Pro Wrestling Eclipse. Um, we did our first show over there last Friday. It was, uh, it was pretty good, I guess. The ring's a little uh, janky, but I guess they got a new one for this next Friday coming up. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Who'd you work? Uh, actually, uh, me and T-Rent did a run-in on some, uh, green rookie kid and beat the crap out of him, and then, uh, I guess their two top tag teams in the, in the company are doing, like, a best of seven, 
and they had us do a run-in on those guys, and uh, we pretty much just cut a promo telling everybody who we were and how uh, all these tag teams aren't going to be able to keep up with us down here mm-hmm. or up here or over you, here. Yeah, I'll tell you, once once the promoters see the size of you guys, you're going to get booked. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll do, all the workers in the back were like, you guys are huge. We're towering over most of them, man. They're all pretty small over here. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, you want to take a call? I have a caller on the on hold from the 415 area code. I have no idea who it is. All right, let's 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 do it. Cool. Caller from the 415. Who am I speaking with? You're speaking with the cheesiest fuck the suburban commandos know. Oh, my God. Cheeseburger. <laughs> Dusty yeah. B-Unit piece of... I'm just kidding. What's up, man? What's going on, Burger? Not much, but oh. how you been? I'm good. Hold on. Let me put you on speaker so T-Rank can hear you, too, you cheesy frigger. Yay! <laughs> 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 oh, hey, KG, you might know me more as John Roberts, the play-by-play voice of Park City, I think. Hey, baby, what? baby. How you doing? What's, what's up, man? What up? Up there, cheesy. That's me. You know the 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 problem is there's nothing up. This weekend there's there's nothing up. There's the there's the NAW Dojo show and that's the only fucking thing going on in Northern California this weekend. Really? That's not true. That's not true. What what's going on, Burger? Let's see. Uh... Well, Sparky Ballard and Marcus Mack are going to be on their way to Ridgecrest to be a part of uh, Knox Pro Wrestling's premier event. Right. That's and, not Marcus. Uh, and Marcus Allen's on it. What? Someone, someone needs to turn down their computer. Yeah, you better turn it down a little bit, Burger. That's not me, bro. My computer is closed. Someone's loud, but it might be because they're on speakerphone. You know the the thing is though the 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 Rikishi show is in Southern California. Yeah, so that's not NorCal. But I, I did I did put the show over on my indie blog yesterday. You can get that at AngryMarks.com in the podcast section. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I did put that one over. Beyond, beyond that, in the Nardozo show, there is nothing going on in NorCal this weekend. There is absolutely not a fucking thing, brother. It is dead as a doorknob. But next Let's weekend, that's a different question. Let's put yeah, that's right. Everybody's got, the, everybody's got the weekend off except for Marcus and Sparky. Those guys are the best workers of all, man. There you go. See, if we were in NorCal right now, there probably would be something going on this weekend. Maybe a beer brawl or something like that. Okay. <laughs> beer brawl. Beer, beer Brawl 5, go to fucking YouTube, type in Beer Brawl. That's all I've got to say to that, kids. <laughs> Insanity. Oh, my God. Hey, some people just can't handle their liquor, man. That's all. That's why I don't drink with the Commandos anymore. <laughs> anymore. Well, they, they had to leave the state, Burger. Yeah, I realized they did that, but beforehand I stopped before they left, because, uh, trust me, Tony Danzen from the Suburban Commandos hurt. That's no, that's no work, that's, that's a straight-up shoot. Well, DJ Reds is still out there, so beware. Yeah, uh, uh, I know. 
Couple months, man. Come July. Yeah. Hey, you ought to come to an APW show, man. Yeah. Possible. Possible. We'll see. Alright. Married life sucks, man, so. <laughs> well, the next one's on June 20th, so. Oh, well, we'll see. Alright. Alright, brother. Take Later. care. Later. Alright, that was the cheese burglar. Come burglar himself, the voice of Fog City. Oh wow! Oh wow! So, uh, <laughs> where, 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 in, where in Florida are you girls located? Girls? Where are the girls yeah. located? Yeah, where, where uh, are the bitches at? Shit, man! The ones we have in our town are all tore back hoes, man. They're like they look like they have scabies and rabies. Ooh. But but Tampa Tampa's not bad. We've seen some uh, BZs in Tampa, and I guess uh, I don't know. Uh, Miami's probably the place. Tampa's Tampa's the place. But the thing is, though, you don't want to touch any rats from Tampa because that's where all the boys live. So I mean, they got more mileage than most rental cars. So you need to be careful. This is true. This is very true. You know, and and that's that's from Brian Cage himself. So. <laughs> Yeah, someone was asking us about California rats at the show, and we're like, uh, no comment. Well, in, 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 unless you're Rocky, unless you're uh, Rock of Love, then that's different. Oh, yeah, Rock of Love. They don't care about STDs. Billy <laughs> <laughs> Blank has no standards. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No plug. That's not a plug. That wasn't a plug. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh my god. Oh jeez. You never know what you're gonna get here on Rubber Guard Radio. So, um, Commandos, let uh let the listeners know how uh you can go about contacting you and getting you booked. MySpace, Suburban Commandos or T Rent or the D unit on MySpace. Or you can look up YouTube or you can email us email us at ad carid. K E R E D at Yahoo dot com or D D Unit thirty one at Yahoo dot com or you can just there call us on personal phone number at No, I'm not going to give that up. There you go. Well, what you do, you know, there's there's a lot of work in Florida, but the thing is, you have to meet people and you have to pro- prove your worth because this there's an true. overabundance. There's an overabundance now since FCW opened, so. You know, everybody and their mothers migrating south. So, you know, you need to uh, basically get out there and, you know, show what you're worth. So, and, you know, I mean, I know you guys can bring it, you know, both in the ring and on the stick. So, you guys should do all right out there. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were kind of like 
a little ticked off because we really didn't get to work at the the last show we worked down here. They just had us do a run in, but I guess you got to start somewhere. That's right. Hey, they got to see you. Exactly. They see us. You know? That's it. That's it. All right, brothers. Well, uh, let me do is I am going to let you kids go. Uh, I have my next guest on hold. So, uh, all right. Once again, uh, good luck out there, all three of you guys, and uh, hopefully we will be. Uh, hearing more more from you guys and you know get the good word out there. So please, please, please get your name out there, promoters. If you're listening, hit these guys up. Um, you know if you're doing a tag tournament or you're looking for a, a a solid heel jack jackass mean team, hit up the Commandos. Lord knows. Skeet skeet. That's it. All right, Commandos, thanks for calling in. Sheik, thanks for calling in, brother. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. One quick thing before we go. we got to do about a sure. dozen shout-outs, I think. Devil Mountain Wrestling, I'm going to plug them. Alexis Terevko. Who else we got? The Chupacabra, Virgil Flynn, Mike Hayashi. Who do you want to throw out? NAW, uh, Fresno at the Ratty. That's always a rad place to okay. go. DJ Riz, Pogo, of course. Who else we got? Frost. Who else we got? Danielson, of course. I guess you got to say luxury or his head's going to get a little smaller. Yeah, I don't want to hurt him. Jardy. <laughs> uh, Jardy Hardy. That's right. Johnny Plinko. 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 Camel Drake. Camel Drake. No, I don't like that guy. Uh, oh, Plinko, Plinko has the greatest entrance theme ever. He does. I, I agree. He's yeah. off the chain. For sure. He needs, he needs Bob Parker as a manager. That's right. But, oh, CW, DMW, FCW, all of California, basically. Yeah. NorCal, North. motherfuckers. Yeah, we're giving NorCal a big yee holla. <laughs> I got you. All right, fellas, thanks for coming on the show and, and shooting the shit with us. I appreciate it. Um, we'll have to have you on again in a couple months because uh, what I'm going to do is I plan on doing an, an all-Florida show, so maybe we get you guys on and you know we'll talk about how things are going on for you guys, and, and we'll go from there. Oh, yeah. Cool, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Hey, it's all good, man. Just uh, spreading the love and, and, you know, support your fucking indies. Right? Yeah, buddy. That's it. Commandos, take it easy. And Shiki, take it easy. And I shall partake for both of you, or all three of you guys. But thanks for calling in. All right. Take care. Hold up, over. All right, guys. Okay, that was the Suburban Commandos. Uh... D-Unit and T-Rent, if I get that right, I hope I did. But, yeah, that was a Suburban Commandos and uh, Sheik Kanabadi. Um, bunch of good guys that just moved out to Florida f- chasing that dream. Um, so, yeah, I got to gotta put them over. Um, really good stuff. Uh, kind of an interesting discussion, huh, Rob? Oh, definitely. Always is. Always well, is. it's funny because we're, we're, we're all NorCal guys, and, and you're out there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> You know, Pittsburgh. We don't get cool names, you know. You guys get NorCal, SoCal. We get Pittsburgh. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, let's uh, let's plug the show for next week on the, the Wednesday, the 27th, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. In the first hour, we'll be joined by another transplanted Californian in Florida, Mr. T.J. Perkins. And in the second hour, we'll be joined by wrestling personified Rick Luxury from uh, Northern California. And on the 3rd of June, I have confirmed for the second hour, um, 
top contender to the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight title, Mr. Oliver John. And I am in discussions for the first hour on the third with the Assyrian portal of Chikara. So, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff lined up for the very near future. Um, should be fun stuff coming up, brother. So, uh, definitely. Ah, uh, Casey, uh, I've been meaning to tell you, man. I went to a show Friday night. <laughs> Necro Butcher was wrestling. Absolutely insane. He, uh, he threw another wrestler into a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> 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 Anything like that. It was great. He who, threw him right in. This wheelchair guy went rolling. <laughs> who, 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 who did Necro work? Shirley Doe? No, no, no. A local wrestler known as uh, Jimmy DeMarco, the Duke of the Okay, Bucks. yeah. He's, <laughs> he's one to keep an eye on. He, he's uh, a very interesting character. What company uh, was it for? Was it was it the IWC? Yes, IWC. It was at a big super indie show with uh, awesome. them. They had uh, Davey Richards and Duke Old Scorpio in an awesome match. Yeah, I heard they yeah. tore it down. Yeah, they did really good. I mean, Scorpio was busting up moonsaults, 450s. You know, I thought it was like 1993 again. It was awesome. Oh, dude. I, you know, I, I like Scorp now as opposed to back then. Because he's he's added the stronger style with the with the real stiff strikes, and now yeah. he is the complete package. He could do the str- I've seen him do the strong style stuff with Eddie Kingston. Um, he can still fly. The man, you know, he doesn't fucking age. And I love Scorp, and you know, it's good that he's working indies because these kids need to talk to him because he's been through things. He's been fired. He's had the drug issues. He's done all this. You know, he's been overseas. You know, he knows what to do. Right, right. So, I was amazed. But, yeah, the show was good, huh? Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, they had Joey Ryan, Elijah Burke, Cole Cabana, Delirious. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Tony Cazina, even. Uh, you probably know him. I mean, Of uh, course. You know, what more could you want? It was pretty, pretty stuck show. Pretty yeah. stuck show. Even without Paul London. Can you believe that guy? I I just I I'm upset that that PWG is still booking him this Friday. He's supposed to team yeah. with uh, uh, Brian Danielson against Scott Lost and uh, Joey Ryan in the first round of the DDT four, which you can get that lineup at AngryMarks.com. Check out my indie blog. I ran down um, all the matches and stuff for for that show. But you know I'm I'm really surprised that PWG is booking him. Um, yeah, he's fucked over a lot of people. Right, right. He shows, you know, for some reason they're, you know, they're like the lucky card. The, the, he'll actually appear for them. So I don't know what the deal is with that. You know, it's kind of strange. Well, he's thinking, the, the the thing is, okay, this is a shoot. He lives in Reseda, California, right. and the and the show is in Reseda, so it's not like uh, you have to drive far. Maybe I ten could, minutes. That was gonna be my guess. <laughs> that was gonna be yeah, my guess. So, I don't understand why he's going to burn the bridges because, you know, you really don't want to piss off Norm Connors, the owner of the IWC, because Norm has been doing this shit for way too long, and he has the respect of a lot of people, and, you know, he's just done a lot of people wrong, and it's going to cost him. Yeah, I don't really understand what's going on, you know, uh, it's really unlike him because he's always been a cool guy, and uh, it's a strange situation. And 
you know, I wonder what's going to happen once, you know, some of this WWE money runs out and, you know, he's looking for work. And, I mean, what's left, mm-hmm. you know? Well, he blew off arguably the number two company in the country. Yeah. You know, he was supposed to team with the Amazing Red. Yeah, he blew off number the number three in Ring of Honor, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, <laughs> who's left? Who's left? Well, if he blew off Ring of Honor, that means he's not going to work for the NWA, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Since, uh, you know, Adam Pierce is, you know, affiliated with both, so. I, just, I, I don't know. I don't know, uh, maybe I, it's I, Japan bookings coming up we don't know about or whatnot. I don't. Who would bring him to Japan? Probably, I, I would think if anyone, Zero One would, because he used to wrestle for them. But, you know, I mean, that's just a guess. Maybe bring him in for the fire Festival that's coming up. No, that might work. Why not? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I just have to wait and see. But uh, it should be interesting. He's an interesting person to hear stories about now. So. Well, there are some, but I can't say them on the air. <laughs> so, just don't. Right. I'm not going to bury him or Marty Jannetty, but and I got uh, one more thing for you, KZ. What, sure, what do brother. you think coming up? What do you think about uh, what do you think about Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather returning to the boxing ring? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. He's going him versus uh, Marquez. I think he, that's going to be a tough fight. Pretty I don't follow good. boxing. No. Oh man, we're going to get you into that next. <laughs> No, can't do complete, it. You know? You got MMA, wrestling, you gotta get some boxing in there. No boxing, thank you. No boxing, thank you. Mm mm mm. Um, on Monday, yeah, we we talked about that on Monday, the uh pay per view. Yeah. Uh, you know what? My, Monday, uh, uh you know, we were talking about what's who what's gonna happen with Triple A and who's gonna be the next big on I know. <laughs> the day after. Hey, I know for a fact Conan listens to the show. Really? So, yeah. How about that? Yeah, I, I know for a fact he does. But, well, you know. But, uh, yeah, something, you know, something just just really, really uh, popped off. And, and, you know, recently it really pissed me off. Um, in Texas, there's there's a, a very good friend of mine that's an independent wrestler and and uh you know he's got a, a pretty decent name in texas named david fuller and uh he's really pissed me off you know this guy's a real piece of shit um i just i just caught this uh youtube video um that that you know i saw on youtube and uh this asshole you know he hit this young kid you know with that's got a shitload of potential you know he sneak attacks him you know he, he kicks him in the balls then he hits the kid with his with a steel chair, and this was after a training session. I thought I, I thought I knew this David, David guy. You know, I, I've lost a lot of respect for this asshole. You know, and after that bullshit attack on on this young kid, you know, Zero. I, I've been following him, you know, on YouTube and stuff, and and Zero's got all the potential in the world, but this prick had to go off on this young kid. You know, and, and I just hope to God that the powers that be and and the IHWE will put them in the ring and and let them just uh, you know, handle shit, but. You know, I, I'm not going to take any, you know, any of that shit. That's just not right. Um, is you don't fuck with young kids. 
you know, that are trying to break in and, and, and hear their name and earn their name. But, you know, that oh, – hold on. I, I have a caller here. Let me pass you in. Caller from the A17. Whom am I speaking with? This is David Fuller. You asshole. Me, asshole? Yes. You know, you Where do you get off? Where do you get Where off, I get off? someone in a damn training center? Hey, you know what? I, we were booked for, an, uh, for a promo session and a photo shoot, and before I arrived there, someone emailed me a YouTube video that uh, magically disappeared, of course, of Carlos Escobar, a member of the Saints of DFW, and Zero having a powwow talking about how I need to get out of the way, how I need to move on. And I heard that, so I decided to do something about it. That's what happened there, KZ. You kicked And I really don't give a damn. I really don't give a damn if you have a problem with it or anybody else does. I did what I had to do. What? By kicking the kid in the balls and hitting him with a fucking chair? Hey, you know what? I tried to handle like a man. I tried to confront him, and he walked away from me. He turned his back on me. You don't turn your back on a veteran, especially when you're an up-and-comer. You don't do that. He disrespected me. And from the old school, from the, from the old school, you handle, you handle punks like that. And I did. You know, Fuller, that shit that you pulled, man, that was disrespectful to the business. You're supposed to be a professional. You're supposed to show these young kids the right way. This coming from a guy who sits on his ass and shares his opinions every week. Never been in the ring, never paid any dues, and you're going to tell me what it's like to be a professional? Really? Yes. That's yes. funny. That's funny. Well, yes. you know what? Zero was in the hospital last night with some trachea issues. And you know what? I hope. I went to the IHW office. I called them two hours before you went on the air tonight, and they gave me what I wanted. You see, they took away my power. I'm the promoter. I'm the owner of IHW Entertainment. But at the last show, they brought in a commissioner and said, I can't make matches anymore because since I'm an actor wrestler. So I begged. I pleaded with them to give me a match. And on July 25th, at our next show with Fort Worth, I'm going to get zero one-on-one. I'm going to get him. And oh. as far as you, you, you've got something coming. Zero's going to bring it, and he's going to teach your grizzled veteran ass a lesson. Okay, Z, you know where I am, buddy. If you ever got something to say to my face, you have the same problem Zero has, and maybe you will find yourself in the same position as Zero. Sit there running your mouth about me. This coming from a guy, well, let me just come out with it. This coming from a faggot. In San Francisco? Hey, oh, no, on, no. Guys. Come on, guys. Oh, no, let's, no. Let's, let's keep this civil. Come on. No. No, no, no. No, no. I am removing you from the air. No, you're gone. Of course Fuller. you're removing me from the air. You're yeah. gone. Yeah. You stepped Ballsy. over the line. You stepped Ballsy. over the line like you did with that young kid. You know, Fuller, you're going to get your shit handed to you come the 25th of July. Enough of right. that, Goof. Enough of right. that. Gone. See ya. Whoa, what Enough. was that? I have no idea. I have no idea what the hell. You know, that guy is a that guy is a jackass. He attacked a young kid outside of a training session. 
fuck him, but enough of that. We're not going to give Fuller the time of fucking day. And um, just to apologize to the listeners, I'm sorry about uh, the excessive amount of crude language. Um, yes, I tend to drop an F-bomb from time to time, but uh, this guy really got under my skin, so I'm sorry. Also, I'm sorry to you, Rob, you had to hear that. Um, part of the job, part of the job. God, I am so sorry, brother. Um, right, also, to the listeners, I- I'm sorry for being disrespectful and not being a professional. I'm sorry. All right, let's go. Oh, wow. and... All right, come on. C- calm down, Casey. Just uh, take a deep breath, man. So yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. <clears throat> All right, let's uh let's check out some news before uh before our uh MMA uh analyst calls in. Uh Matt Bishop's a little busy. He'll be calling in in a little while. Um let's get to the observer here. Oh, boy. So uh what what do you think of uh the WWE having to move their raw show? That's kind of funny. <laughs> Isn't it their uh it's a complete Vince move because he's making he's you know he's ripping on the den you know Denver or whatever for uh you know moving the show you know for trying to move their show but yet he's moving all the shows out of there so now they're completely screwed so it makes yeah it's a Vince move that's all I can really say you know uh yeah <laughs> only in WWE but uh wow so uh in the in the Pittsburgh area are there any indies coming? Any indie shows coming up? Any indies coming up? Um, we have a couple around here, but really, only IWC is about any good. That, um, well, I can't say that, but um, let me say I've really only seen IWC, so I'm not sure what the other ones have to offer. But uh, mm-hmm. we have uh, PWX, uh, which is called mm-hmm. NWA East. NWA, yeah. And um, we also have FNW, which is mm-hmm. uh, FNWWrestling.net, I think. And we have a really small one that uh, actually takes place about less than two streets away from me called uh, KSWA. And uh, right now they're bringing in uh, Demolition Acts and they're uh, teasing a possible demolition reunion in the future. So that will be something to keep the eyes on. So, uh, cool. we, you know, we have a lot of options around here, but uh, you know how it is. Sometimes you just can't go. Well, you're Mr. Busy, Busy, Busy. But caller from the 613, whom am I speaking with? Hey, it's uh, Peter from Canada. How you guys doing? How you doing, brother? Oh, hopefully uh, that last jackass on the line didn't offend you. No, I was like, couldn't believe what I was hearing. Good Lord, it sounded like hardcore Holly on crack. <laughs> so, so what do you think of the show so far, brother? <laughs> so far, so good, man. <laughs> yeah. You never know what will happen on Rubber Guard Radio, brother, I'll tell you. Especially now, since... Uh, you know, it's the Wednesday Night Wars. There are three shows on the air right now. So, <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> so how's uh, Canada, bro? Well, it's getting cold. We still have, um, I wanna, some, Alberta's getting snow right now. Really? really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we're starting to, in, here in Ontario, we're getting starting to get the warmer weather, so it's getting good. Mm. Good, good to hear. This just in, um, just announced for the ROH shows show on June 12th in Manassas, Virginia. Uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico will be taking on the Young Bucks of Matt and Nick Jackson. That is going to be a blow-away match. Um, if you've never seen the Bucks, man, whoa boy. 
is all I have to say. Um, oh man, it sounds good. Yeah, they're they're exceptional. They're they're really really good, and they're young, and they they do that Dragon Gate type style that's just so fast and. Um, they're You're blinking so half the match. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did you hear about the uh, the main event for Raw on Monday? No. What is it? Oh God, it's um, Legacy and uh, Big Show and I I think The Miz. Mm-hmm. Versus, it's a, it's built a five on five. Maybe going off that basketball tangent, I guess it's going to be at the Staples Center. Right. So it's The Miz, Big Show, and Legacy versus Cena, MVP, Batista, Lawler, and a fifth quote unquote player. Fail. Uh, oh, epic fail. I, I don't okay. have a drop for epic fail. I only have fail. It it's, it sounds to me like they're bringing back Flair. I hope it's not true though. It's gonna oh, be really? Flair. No. Air, bitches. Uh, it's gonna be Flair, and that's gonna suck. Just it, it that is the ultimate, you know, showing that stips don't mean shit. Yeah. I mean, sure. Face. I mean. I mean, they they have the out that you know that McMahon told Flair he had to retire. But other than that, I, I just it's sad. They gave him such a good send off last year. This is just shitting on it. Means nothing. Yep. Well, from what it sounds like, it seems like it's almost a necessity because Rick Flair saying he's owing a lot of money to his ex-wives, so he, you know, he actually needs to do this to keep up the payments. But yeah, I agree. You know, I, I, I got to go to that retirement, so it was kind of special. But uh, it won't be so special if you know he does come out, which he will. Maybe he'll bring back the game. I don't know. No, please, I hope not. <laughs> well. As a swerve, people think it's going to be Flair, and out comes Triple H. That's the only thing that could save it, you know? I'm thinking it might be MVP, actually, like, to be honest. I, You know what? This would be the perfect opportunity for them to completely push um, MVP into the main event. Um, after that thing he did with Orton, this would be able to push him completely up. And I think they could make him with this match. Well, he is in the match, so, I mean, like... If he gets a pinfall, yeah, sure. Now, is it elimination? It just says five on five. I saw it on the four Ws, so. Oh, it's probably not elimination. WWE is not, you know, they're not real big on that. And, yeah, yeah I, I'd be surprised. Actually, I was watching uh, Survivor Series 92 today. I got a friend of mine set me up with uh, some old tapes there. I was watching the first ever coffin match. <laughs> <laughs> that was, wait. Was that Kamala? Yeah, it was Kamala. Oh, God. That's yeah, there was a so pinfall, and then there was nails into the coffin to end the match. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, bad. Bad. But on the flip side, I act, I yesterday I watched uh, disc one of The Legacy of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And oh, was that Oh, awesome. So far. You know, it had the, the cage match with the blondes mm. and um, uh, Steamboat and Brad Armstrong. And and then they had the singles match with Pillman, then a singles match with Steamboat, and then they had the Survivor Series match with Brett and and uh, Austin. And I completely forgot how good those matches were. That was some oh. good shit. It had a good finish. I'll give it that. Mm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was really really impressed with uh, that first disc and. 
I'm going to start watching the second disc tomorrow. But you know, it was I think the last uh, the last thing I got from Dead, like like a multi disc set from WWE was uh, the Edge DVD, the de- um, Decade of uh, Decadence. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. It's pretty good. It has a it has a Owen Hart match on it, so that's pretty good. Hmm. I like that. That the it was wait, Edge's first pay per view. Mm-hmm. It was the pay per view that uh, was in Hamilton Breakdown or whatever it was called. Well, I got you online, Pete. Did you watch the pay per view from this past Sunday? I dipped in and out. I was watching a stream of it. So, mm-hmm. did you watch the Punk match? No, I didn't. <clears throat> yeah, that was a really good match, but I'm I'm really surprised Umaga went over. Um, just because they put the money in the bank briefcase in his hands doesn't mean that he's ironclad as far as doing jobs are concerned. It's a shame. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see when Punk cashes it in. When do you think he'll do that, Peter? If they're smart, they'll hold off on it. They could tease it for like a long period of time, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking Armageddon. Which title, though? Do you think it'll be the SmackDown belt? Um, yeah, I don't see him going to Raw. So, now who's the SmackDown champion? Edge. Edge, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool if, say, Hardy somehow gets a title and CM Punk turns heel by cashing in and taking the title from Hardy. I've been saying that for months, that they need to turn Punk and they need to use the title, you know, use the 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 briefcase as the way to do it. Just because I feel, my personal opinion is that um, Punk would be better better served to do the straight edge, I'm better than you gimmick. Mm-hmm. And, oh, a, punk, I, a heel punk versus Hardy could be awesome. Yeah. Hell it'd, be yeah. A, it'd be a spinoff of the whole punk uh, Raven feud, but who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The, the one thing, though, um, is they're really re- willing to admit, though, that one of their wrestlers was on drugs and, you know, obviously not straight edge. Yeah, That's it was one PVPG, so... Right, and, you know, I mean, WWE, you know, they're always worried about how the media thinks of them, and, I mean, that's, you know, admitting that some of their wrestlers have done, you know, not legal things. Um, Dude, come on. With with all the, the, the online pharmacy and all this shit, come on. It's completely believable because that stuff has been in the mainstream. So it's completely believable. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's actually working out now in in Florida championships, so he should be on his way back soon. Maybe he'll come out as a special player fifth spot there. There you yeah, go. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. I could yeah. see that. Yeah, that makes plenty of sense there actually. So yeah. are you going to the uh, convention there on the weekend there, Casey, or the which one? Are you going to the F4W convention there? No, I can't can't make it. No. I can't make it out to Vegas. I'm hoping to make it for next year, so. Well, yeah, I've, I said that last year, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's kind of tough, brother, when you have a wife and kid. You know, it's. You know, I I only get a certain amount of time. I can only go to a certain number of shows. You know, putting wrestling second. What kind of person are you? <laughs> uh, and you know the 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 funny thing is, I I changed my show to Wednesdays. 
when I joined the AngryMarks.com podcast network. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, because Angry Marks was on Thursday. And for two, my wife goes to her church group on Wednesdays. So I have the apartment to myself. So put the bed to, put the kid to bed at 6.45 and I'm on the air at 7. So, you know, that way, you know, I don't, my shit doesn't interfere. 7, you know, 10, and, and that night, I record my my in, I'll be recording my indie blogs on Tuesday morning. So you know, and if I do like a special show or something like like a uh, Robin, the Fat Man, and myself did this past Monday, we do it before you know before I pick up my son from school. Mm-hmm. So there's no interference there. So uh, okay. you know, I, I have to be very very picky with what shows I go to. Uh, the next show I'm going to hit is June 6th up here in San Francisco. Blue Demon Jr. defending the NWA World Heavyweight title against my boy Oliver John, which I'm calling a title change right now. Um, when did uh, Blue Demon uh, get the title? No, Blue Demon still has it, and I just hope that they get it off him on the sixth. When did he, when did he win it though? Um, uh, August, I think. August? Oh, well, from Adam or? No, wait, wait, wait. Um, Albright and. Uh, Pierce did the title change on the 21st of September. I think it was October, if I remember right. Okay. Um, you can go to slambamjam.com and type in Pierce and look through the the DVDs that pop up. Um, there's there's a I, it, it's called Third Kaida. It's a it's like a pro wrestling this week that they did back in the day where they show clips and shit from different promotions and they do interviews and stuff and they show clips of the uh, match that. Adam Pierce lost the belt, and the date is on there. I haven't gotten my discs yet, so I can't, I don't remember, and I'm not at the computer. But I think October sounds about right. I actually have a question for you. I bought a, a DVD off a friend of mine, uh, The Last Call with Raven and Sandman. Is that any good? I heard there's okay. some pretty good stories on there, I think. It's all right. Mm-hmm. That's a different one. It's all right. Um, it's done. It's kind of pieced together. It's okay. It's not blew away, you know. It's not. It's not the best thing that um that Big Vision has put out. <clears throat> but it's good. Doctor Keith could have been more funny, but I I understand where where the doc kind of kept it low key because it's about the boys, but he could have been more funny. Because I know, I mean, if you listen to his show, I mean, Doc's got all the charisma in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, last show I listened to, I was laughing in my office at work, and people thought I was nuts or something. I'm like, no, it's just my radio show. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> oh man, between F4W and Angry Marks, I got a full slate at work. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. <shit. laughs> Oh shit. I mean, you know, it's to the point. It's to the point. No offense, Coughlin, but I had to cut you out of my life. Oh. <laughs> as well as uh, as well as the other one. Uh, tough talk. I can't can't listen to that either. There's just not enough time in the day. Right, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Really gotta be dedicated, but uh, yeah. Oh man. No, no, it's uh, a lot of audio. I mean, they're probably there's gonna be a shortage now because of the, the convention, but you know they're probably gonna come back the week after the whole shitload. So. Yeah, yeah, it will be short or not. Well, they'll be they'll be doing stuff from Vegas too. Oh yeah. So I mean, Brian and Dave will do a show Saturday night after the after the UFC. 
So I want to see that 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 mashing Brian and Peach machine. That looks pretty funny. <laughs> Try to talk Ed into bringing a video camera. Well, I think Stevie did take it. That. I'll make the trip if Ed gets in there. <laughs> I think some they're videotaping it for for uh, YouTube. I think so. Awesome. <laughs> I'm calling it Ed running. Rush two. Calling it. Calling it right now. Okay. So who's gonna who's gonna tap who? Is Peach gonna tap out the Mexican or what? I think Peach will win. Yeah. I don't. No. Brian's been training jujitsu longer. Rickson by offer. That's my prediction. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. It would be funny if they both both choke each other out at the same time. A double choke. Uh, over that uh, was it six or eight months ago that double knockout in MMA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, MMA, um, mm-hmm. before before we run down the card with uh, Matt Bishop later on. Um, Pete, just give give me your thoughts on the main event, Machida or Rashad? Man, I've been thinking about this all day and flip flopping back and forth, and I went with Evans. I think with a second round knockout. Wow, you think he's going to get close enough to him? I think he will. I think he's going to be the first guy to get close enough to surprise him, like he did Liddell, and just pop him. Interesting. What about you? Hmm. I'm going to talk about it later. So. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to hop off the line. So, uh, Rob, can you uh, figure out a topic and discuss it with Peter? I'm going to call Matt Bishop real quick. Yeah, you got it, man. No problem. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Hey, Peter, did you happen to catch ECW last night? Uh, no, uh, I don't get ECW till Friday nights. Really? Uh, because of uh, a yeah. different station in Canada? or? It's because in Canada it's on global Friday nights at midnight, which runs back to back. It runs head to head with the the replay of SmackDown. So if I come home Friday night, I have to choose between ECW or SmackDown. Well, I heard SmackDown was a great show wrestling wise, but uh, so I'd probably go with that. ECW wasn't too great. That, like if you notice, WWE's been doing a lot of. Uh, I should put this. They've been doing like a lot of weird on hold matches and a lot of just rust holds. So. If you're not into that, you probably want to stay away from that Harry Smith. It's the Randy Orton school of thought, though. I mean, wrestling. No, no, no. <laughs> See, I could watch a Randy Orton headlock. A Randy Orton headlock is all right, but you know, a Shelton Benjamin headlock. Oh. <laughs> this should just give Shelton, like him, Shelton versus Morrison. I mean, frig, that would be if they gave it enough time, give him maybe twenty minute match. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, um, I just got off the phone with Mr. Matt Bishop. He'll be calling in in 10 minutes. He was uh, in the middle of banging two hot blonde chicks, so he'll there call in go. in about 10 minutes. So it's amazing how he could pick up his phone while doing that. Got to love guys who can multitask. Let's call Bluetooth. Yeah, no shit. But uh, we'll take a quick break so I can play uh, the angrymarks.com commercial so that Stevie didn't, doesn't get mad at me. So hold on a sec, guys. Pro Wrestling Got You Down? Need something to lift your spirits? Listen to the podcast at angrymarks.com. If wrestling gets you all hot and bothered, we've got what you need. Visit angrymarks.com or subscribe for free on iTunes. The angrymarks.com podcast, where the marks get nothing but satisfaction.
So that'll keep Stevie and Lady J off my back, so I had to plug everything. Wow. So we got about 10 minutes to burn before our MMA analyst, Matt Bishop, comes on. Um, let see. Other than TNA and WWE, have you seen any any interesting pro wrestling lately, Pete? Actually, I've got. I'm. To be honest, I am starting to. I'm a huge ROH old school collector type of thing. Mm-hmm. I've got everything up into Night of the Grudges. That's good stuff, just, man. That's the good shit. Yeah. Um, bef- Let me see. When did it end? Um, I'm buying Russell Rave tomorrow because it's the big ten dollars sale right now. So. Oh, that's a great show. Yeah, that's my next that's purchase. Good shit. You know that that's what's missing. That's what's missing. What's missing from the the ROH product now is the scramble match. Oh. I loved the scramble matches because it was what they were. You knew what you were going to get. Zero mm-hmm. psychology. Guys flying around all over. But it was, and they had their own spot. And I missed that stuff. It's more spontaneous. Like they had their certain spots to hit, but then. But it all had a flow to it that you don't see these days. So, at least that's what I think. Well, you know, I mean, they, I, they they did keep the four ways and all that, though, so it, you get a little bit of it, just not quite that. Some of those, that it's a different it's a different psychology, though. It's a completely different psychology. Yeah. There is one thing I wanted to talk about before I hang sure. up here. Uh, well, two things. One is, what the... F- okay, not to use the swear quota for the show, mm-hmm. but what the fuck is with Vicky and that whole Miss WrestleMania bullshit? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, He's a pig. What, I saw that. I was like, oh, here comes a headache. I, it's like to make her more annoying now. That's all we need. Fuck. Yeah, the second they announced that, I turned that one off. <laughs> Said goodbye. Yeah. No, I was in I was in the chat room with Nikolai and we're both cursing it out saying, Oh no, no, no. <laughs> it, it did lead to to the greatest little skit though with uh Vicky practicing the superfly splash over top oh, of yeah. on sofas. <laughs> that was that was a good spot, yeah. I, I've never yeah. enjoyed anything Vicky has done, but that w- that was pretty entertaining. Although the ex- excuse me line is getting over, which is scary, but Oh, I know. You, you oh. know, it's a shame because if you think about it, she is the most pushed character on WWE television, and she has gotten more time than anybody else. That's, yeah, I guess so. I was going to say Randy Orton and maybe Edge, but yeah, I guess you should say that too, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. So you guys going to... Well, um, before I hang up, I, I just remember one other thing. Uh, the Sarah Hughes fight. I'll make my prediction now. I'm going to say Sarah knockout in the... Oh, I'll say second round again because I think Hughes is too old. His reflexes aren't there. Sarah's going to pop him just like Rashad's going to pop him. She either. So that's my pick. Sarah with a reverse decision by the Nevada, Nevada State Athletic Commission. <laughs> Shit. For what? <laughs> For what? <laughs> Steroids, brother. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Shamrock can get popped, but... I think it's Shamrock, so... Yeah, true that. Anyways, I'm going to hang up, but I'll be uh, listening to the show live there, and uh, I'm going to steal a line from you, KZ. Fuck the trolls. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, Pete. It's always fun having you on. That was a good night, guys. All right, that was... 
Peter H. the Hardcore Motherfucker from Canada. And I'd like to welcome to the show Rebel Guard Radio's own MMA analyst, Mr. Matt Bishop of LightsOutRadio.com. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hey, hey pleasure to be here. Sorry I'm late. Had a, got caught up with my real job, and so I'm just walking out to my car right now, leaving work. It's all good, brother. It's all good. So uh, this Saturday, um, May 23rd, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, live from the sold-out MGM Grand Arena in lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, <clears throat> we have UFC 98. Uh, let's run down the card, basically. Um, let's. What we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to start with you, Matt, and then we'll go to Rob, and then I will pick up the end because I'm the ass. So in a dark fight, we have uh, Mr. Dave Kaplan taking on George Roop. Um, what do you got on this one, Matt? Uh, that this is not going to be a star-studded fight for one. Um, <laughs> Kaplan didn't look very good against Junior Browning back at the Tough Eight finale, and I mean George Roop. Who really cares? I mean this fight is going to be the lowest of the low, probably one of the worst fights you will see. Uh, you know, judging by the, who the participants are on paper uh, on any UFC pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I have to complain about this card. I mean, the prelims are just a bunch of no names and terrible. I mean, it, it, you know, compared to la- the last card, I mean, it's really uninspired. But on the other hand, I mean, they really stack the main cards. So, I mean, I guess you got to give and take a little bit. It's almost like a strike force card where you will know <laughs> absolutely no one on the prelims, but the main card will be pretty good and you'll know pretty much everybody. <laughs> right, right. All right, next up. Oh, sorry. Sending an email to the boss at Angry Marks. Um, let's see, we have uh, Yoshida against Brandon Wolf. Who the fuck is Brandon Wolf? Brandon Wolf is the guy who got destroyed by Ben Saunders at the Fight for the Troops card. Um, so, the same card that Yoshida got blasted to another planet by Josh Koscheck on. But uh, despite that, I would not expect uh, Yoshida to have any trouble at all dispatching of Mr. Wolf. And Mr. Wolf can go play his trade elsewhere. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta agree with that. I mean, you know, just looking by records, it looks like it's uh, Yoshida's battle. I mean, you know, the only recent loss he's had has been against Koscheck, and, and I definitely gotta go with him. That's and next up, we have uh, we have Kristoff, the man. Uh, he'll be <laughs> fed Andre Guzmai. Who in the fuck is this guy? Okay, Andre Guzman, I actually saw him fight in person back at UFC 87 in Minneapolis, and um, he got basically octagon jittered uh, his way out. He's fighting John Jones. At that time, everyone was saying, Guzman was the prospect. Who's this John Jones kid? And Jones just came out and basically took him Ate to him. town. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was impressive. And, uh, you know, so this is going to be an interesting fight. You know, we'll see if Guzman has his crap together. Uh, by this point, because if he doesn't, NFL goof, he's an yeah. IFL goof. That's why well, a lot of these it. guys are. Yeah, this guy's an IFL goof. So he, yeah, so he. <clears throat> let, let me guess, Kristoff, uh, first round Kimura. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think Gusmao. Uh, you know, Kristoff's chin has been suspect at times. Uh, Gusmao's known for his hands. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but there's you know there's the chance there. I don't think it's going to end in the first round, but I mean, I mean if I were a betting man, I'd probably go with Kristoff. With the I mean, it, You know, Guzman has only lost one, so I mean, 
you know, maybe it was just the first time off he went jitters, and, you know, maybe it was just a bad night for him, you know. And, I mean, they're pretty even in uh, size and height. You know, there's only a one-inch difference between the two, so could be something to watch for. Okay, and let's get to the next one. The next one, uh, Felipe Nova against Kyle Brady. Um, I'm going to go first on this one. Uh, Nova is going to remove Bradley from the UFC. Well, that's uh, yeah, we were actually talking about this on Lights Out Radio a few weeks back. We were discussing the UFC video game and how Kyle Bradley is tied to, the, to be the lowest rated fighter in the game. Uh, he's a 75. And I think that's pretty much going to be uh, what you see here. He is not that great. I'm still astounded that he's actually still fighting in the UFC at this point. Um, and uh, Felipe, he's not losing uh, to Kyle Bradley. Yeah, this is it for Bradley. Bradley, you know, this is one of those secret loser leave town because he's lost to uh, Lytle and Lozon. So this is it. Um, Pat Berry taking on Tim Hogg, Haug, whoever the fuck this guy is. <laughs> yeah, Pat Berry, uh, first round. This one is going to be fast and it's going to be furious. Uh, Barry took out Dan Evanson back at UFC 92. It was very impressive. Took him out with leg kicks, if you remember correctly, and it was uh, it was something else, and he put it on him uh, big time. Nobody was really sure who this guy was, but you know, coming out of Duke Rufus' camp, uh, he was very impressive. He's undefeated, and he's somebody to watch out for in the heavyweight division. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a hard-hitting stand-up fight, so we'll see what happens with that. It's going to take out this guy, uh, this uh, hog guy, the thrashing machine. Looks like he was the former King of the Cage heavyweight champion. Which Well, that means something. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the guys have come from King of the Cage. So, I mean, it's not like... You know, it's not like it's really a joke, but... but well, um, King of the Cage is not what it once was, though. I think oh, you God, no. That. Oh, no. Uh, the, next, the, the next and final dark match, we have Brock Larson against Chris Wilson. These two both have the distinct uh, attribute of losing to Joe and Pitch, by the way. Well, interesting. there you go. Very true. Yeah, um, you know, this is... Of course, they have... Um, Mike Pyle on call for this fight. I don't know if you guys saw that in case uh, it's rumored that Wilson might not be able to make it. So uh, he uh, survived that scary robbery attempt in Brazil uh, a few weeks back. And so I don't know, you know, that's that's crazy. You don't know how that's going to affect somebody. And Brock Larson is a monster. We've seen this guy, you know, just run over so many guys in the WEC uh, that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he can bring that uh, type of intensity back to the UFC, uh, considering his previous uh, tenure in the UFC was not, you know, overly impressive. Mm-hmm. I I mean, how is Wilson really going to be able to fully train after what had happened? I mean, that's a really scary situation. I mean, hey, you know, I mean, how could he even think about that when he's got uh, other things on his mind? Yeah, I don't know. I think Brock's going to just take him out. I don't know how, but Brock is a beast. Um, now we go to the televised portion. Um, I This fight, I think, is going to steal the show. Sean Shirk and Frankie the Truth Edgar. Or the answer, Edgar, excuse me. Uh, what, what do you think about this one, Matt? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm having trouble finding ways in which Edgar can win this fight because, I mean, you look, 
I basically think that Gray Maynard is who uh, Edgar fought last year is kind of like the the next Sean Shirk. Uh, they have very comparable skills, and we saw what Maynard did uh, to Edgar in that fight. He completely controlled him standing, and Griffin, or excuse me, not Griffin, but Shirk has really been working on his hands lately. I mean, if you look at his last two fights against BJ Penn and Tyson Griffin, I mean, I think that you know Edgar has been on the ground in, in his last round more than you know Shirk was in those entire in those two fights combined, which was a total of six rounds. I mean. I don't think he went to the ground at all with Tyson Griffin, and uh, he was not on the ground against B.J. Penn until he was getting pummeled against the cage at the end of the fight. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Shirk has forsaken his wrestling in favor of a stand-up approach, and if that's the case, if Frankie Edgar can give him the ground, he has a chance. But, I mean, if, if, you know, if Shirk can stop a takedown, I, don't, I think his striking is uh, further along than that of Frankie Edgar's. And it's going to be, I mean, not a bad night, but one in which Shirk probably wins an easy decision. Yeah, it should be Shirk all the way for this one, in my eyes. I, I mean, I, I want to believe in Frankie Edgar, but I can't. I, you know, I want to, but I can't. Okay. ahead of him. And next up, we have Dan Miller against Chael Shonen, which going to be interesting because uh, Chael's not been uh, looking good. So this uh, this could be, you know, the last hurrah for Mr. Sonnen. Um, we'll see what happens. Dan Miller, is, you know, he's a legitimate prospect at 185. Um, what do you think about this one, uh, Matt? I love Dan Miller. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Miller brothers. I think they're they're so good and they do so many things well. Uh, and I just read an interesting tidbit, I believe today or yesterday, that uh, actually it was today that Chael Sonnen, when he took this fight, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, he was at 221 pounds, and you have to Lord. cut that cut that weight in like 21 days, and ouch, that is a lot of weight to be cutting. So I'm, you know, I, I have serious concerns about that affecting his performance. Uh, you know, Miller is, is a guy, I mean, I have no problem predicting, you know, Miller by first or second round triangle in this one because Sonny will get his takedowns and either he'll be gassed because he'll, you know, from cutting too much weight or, you know, Miller's just going to be that much better on the ground and which I think, you know, we've seen, you know, your Ed Hermans and your Chael Sonnens, the Team Quest guys, uh, be very susceptible to triangle chokes. You know, they get the takedown, but they just can't defend them. Uh, and I, I see this uh, potentially being no different. This uh, this is Miller's fight. I mean, it's, you know, they're le- they're giving him a chance to get into name here and win it. So, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to win this. Yeah, and well, especially I mean, he was supposed to face Yushin Okami, and uh, going from a certain loss uh, to looking like a pretty decent chance for a win has got to be, uh, you know, a shot in the arm for uh, Mr. Miller. Right. Okay, next up we have uh we have Professor X, Xavier Fupa Pulkam, who the fuck you are, taking on Drew McFedries. Um I'm at a loss for this one. Give us a background on this guy. I know you gotta know it. Come on, man. Hook us up. Okay, Doctor X has been big in cage rage. Uh, I actually have not seen that much of him. I know he had a very uh you know, good tenure in cage rage in England. 
Uh, I believe he's lost to Merlin and Jahua in his past. Uh, you know, he's a good, he's a decent guy. Like, he, he's a stand-up fighter. So when, you know, Dennis Kang took him to the ground, you know, last month at UFC 97, he wasn't going to have much of a chance to win that fight. He would need Dennis Kang to go back in the stupid mode to win that fight. So this is kind of, I think this is going to be a heck of a brawl because you have Drew McFedries who has dangerous and devastating one-punch knockout power uh, against Xavier uh, Fupapokum. I, I just love saying that name. And, <laughs> and it, this has chance for fireworks, and I think this will be an exciting fight. So, Matt, would you say this this fight has the best odds to be knockout of the night? Oh, I mean, any fight with Drew McFedries in it has a chance to be knockout of the night. I mean, I don't know if they uh, showed it on broadcast. I was also at UFC 90 at Allstate Arena in Chicago last October, and that was uh, McFedries versus Talos Leites was the final preliminary bout. Mm-hmm. He rocked Leites before <laughs> Talos finally got him to the ground. Or not finally, but got him to the ground with the first try and submitted him. So, I mean, we've seen what he's done to Jordan Radev, uh, his fight with Alessio Sakara, Martin Campman. I mean, as long as he, Drew McFedries doesn't get taken down, uh, he's, he's in the fight because, like I said, he has some serious, serious power in his hands. Okay, next up, we have the semi-main event. Matt Hughes and uh, Matt Sarah. Go for it, Matt. Well, I, I can't pick somebody by that I like their name in this one because uh, they're both named Matt. So I'm going to have to actually break this down. I would think that, uh, you know, Matt Hughes has the decided advantage in this one. Uh, I've I read on the, uh, the Wrestling Observer site today that the, uh, the Countdown Show apparently does a very, very good job in building this fight up. So I'm very excited for that one tomorrow night at 11 p.m. on Spike TV. So I, I think that, you know, Sarah, I, I guess you got to respect his hands at this point. Uh, but, you know, I think Hughes is going to take him down, and Hughes is going to punish him on the ground. I just cannot see Matt Sarah submitting uh, Matt Hughes. Matt Sarah has not submitted anybody in the UFC since 2001, I believe, in his first UFC fight. Uh, so all really Matt Sarah has is, you know, the, the puncher's chance uh, to knock him out standing up, and I just don't see Hughes letting it get that far. I think Hughes is going to pound him on the ground, and he's either going to stop him in the second or third round, or he's going to win an easy decision. I just I, I don't know how Matt Sarah wins this fight. I don't want to see Matt Sarah win this fight. <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the few fighters I just can not stand at all. So um, you know, even though I don't like Hughes a lot, I'm still uh, going to be rooting for him over Sarah. Don't well, I, like, I don't see it happening. No like I said earlier, um, it's going to be Matt Sarah getting an overturned decision by the Nevada Nevada State Athletic Commission. Um, I'm very sure that Hughes is going to end up doing something stupid um, because he's coming back, you know, from shit, basically. Come on. Come on. Overturned. Come on, Casey. All right, all right. I understand. Come on. Yeah, I just can't see that. He's not going to go... He's not going to fail a drug test. I believe he's already tested. And he is not going to go West Sims on Frank here on Matt Sarah. So. Okay. I I got you. Well, 
and now we're 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 on to the main event. Um, Machida against Rashad um, for the 205 title. Um, now, Matt, I want you to be honest and tell me who you think is going to win. Well, the Michigan State Spartan is going to win. Rashad Evans. <laughs> oh, no way, no way. Go green, go white, baby. Okay. I'm driving through the beautiful campus of Michigan State University as we speak. How can I not like Rashad Evans in this fight? No way. I mean, this is a really hard fight to pick. You know, neither one of them have really lost. But uh, I, I, I don't think you can stop Machida. I mean, he's undefeated. He's, you know, no one can solve the problem. And I just don't see it happen. I mean, he's fi- He's going to get that. He's finally getting that title shot that he's been denied for a long time now. So I'm glad he's going to do it. I mean, this is going to be his one and only chance because we know he's probably not getting a chance ever again if he doesn't win this. So there's no way he's blowing it. No way. Okay, you want? I, I, you know what, Machida, hard, all seriousness. We know what he's capable of, and that's a lot. But the one thing that truly gives me hope for Rashad is the fact that. He trains with Greg Jackson. I mean, this guy is has been really impressive as of late coming up with game plan. And you know he's earning his money as Rashad's trainer for this fight because he is looking at the tape of Lyoto and he is finding something. There has nobody's a perfect fighter. And if somebody is going to find someone's weakness, I have the utmost confidence that Greg Jackson is the man who's gonna find that weakness because you know We've seen him do it so many times, Crest. So many great game plans for his fighters, and that's what gives me hope. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's a, it's a really tough call. I mean, hey, you know, they're both awesome fighters, and neither one is lost. I mean, I, you know, I mean, any pick is as good as the other. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see Mitchell losing this. I mean, this is his one and only shot, and you know, I, I just can't see it happening. Yeah, you know, I mean, I. When we have seen Rashad improve every single fight. There has not been a fight in which he has, you know, not shown an area of improvement. I mean, this goes back to his first fight in the UFC. He has continually improved. He has not hit his peak yet, and he's, you know, the the champion in the top division in the UFC. So, I mean, that that's another reason, you know, along with the Greg Jackson factor that I just absolutely cannot count Rashad out in this fight, despite my, you know, glaring homerism, you know, in this one. You cannot deny that the guy has improved every single fight that he's been in. You've seen a new wrinkle, whether it be the head kick on Sean Salmon, the the overhand right that put Liddell on another planet, you know, ground and pound of Forrest, Forrest Griffin, coming back, being patient in that fight, then taking it to him when he needed to and when he had the chance. You know, he, he shows a new wrinkle every time out. And Lyoto, I mean... We, we truly, Lyoto Machida, he's had, what, five, six fights in the UFC by, at this point? We still don't know who he is as a fighter because he really has not been tested. I think if anybody's going to test him, Rashad Evans will because Rashad Evans has, I, I don't want to say the total package, but he has a more complete package than anybody that Lyoto's fought so far. I mean, Tiago Silva's weakness was the, the soft chin which we, we've seen exploited and was exploited by Lyoto. Tito Ortiz is mainly a wrestler. And, I mean, Tito almost submitted him. Rashad's not going to submit him, but Rashad is, is better than Tito, I believe. And, you know, your David Heath, Sam Hogers, 
uh, you know, those guys of the world, Kazuhiro Nakamura, Sokaju, those guys aren't complete fighters. Rashad Evans is the closest thing to a complete fighter that Lyoto Machida's faced, and I think he's going to be the biggest test for Lyoto. Just like Lyoto, by far, is going to be the biggest test for Rashad. You know, you have two guys coming in that are undefeated in the toughest weight class in the UFC. And I cannot believe this fight is not getting more hyped than it is because if this is probably anybody else, this is a huge mega fight. I'm so jacked for this fight because I literally do not know what's going to happen. There are so many different ways this fight can go. And it is just exciting business to the nth degree. And I cannot wait for 11.30 midnight on Saturday night uh, for this one to go down because you do not know what's going to happen. Well, how do you think this could end? If you had to take a guess, what round and how do you think, you know, what will be the decision? Well, you know, and that's the thing. It's like you, you go through these fights and you usually you have things to go off of, you know, indicators that lean you toward what way you're going to think. But this is a fight where neither guy has been finished before. Neither guy has shown a weird weakness. I mean, Rashad, yeah, he could be submitted, but who's really tested him there since Sam Hooker? Nobody. You know, we, we Rashad's chin, I think by now, is tried and true. What about Lyoto's chin? We don't know. What if Rashad lands come out? I mean, but that that's a tough thing to call. So, of course, when you're going through these struggles, your mind automatically goes to, the you know, who's going to win the decision. 25 minutes in, I, I don't know not seen either of these guys go past three rounds. Who's going to be able to go in these championship rounds? These are the fights that make fighters, the fights that make men. I, the, I think this is going to go to the championship rounds. I, I truly get the feeling that this is going to be an epic fight. I think it's already epic coming in, but, you know, chips are down. I'm going to go with my man Rashad Evans to win a decision, um, and I think it's going to be a good fight. I think people are pegging this one uh, to suck. And I don't think it's going to suck. I think if – okay, I should, I should qualify that. If you think that technical fighting sucks, then you're going to think this fight's going to suck. But I think it's going to be a very tactical battle, but not in a boring way. And it's going to have, you know, flashes of great excitement. And I think Rashad and Greg Jackson are going to be the guys to, you know, solve the riddle that is Lyoto Machida. Mm. I, I I think it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I, I I could even possibly see a draw. I mean, it's gonna be a close one, and it's definitely going all five in my mind. There's no question about it. So, should be interesting. How, it's like how it's do you pick a winner in this fight? What's up? You 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 know who the winner's gonna be are gonna be the hardcore MMA fans. Mhm. You know, it's gonna be a damn good fight. But let's wrap it up, guys. Um, I have to help my wife bring up the groceries, so we're going to cut it, cut it a little short. Um, oh. Mr. Bishop, the thank guy you here for calling time. in. Mr. Bishop, thank you for calling in. It's uh, lightsoutradio.com. Um, you know, as if you didn't get enough audio, you can check out Matt's show. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, we're going to be different. Yeah, we're going to be live tomorrow at 9 p.m. Uh, we're going to go in-depth, in detail on the entire card, and then we're going to have our post-fight review show uh, Saturday night after the show at uh, about 1.15 a.m. Eastern Time, 10.15 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so I'd encourage everybody to come out, uh, email in, call in, talk about the show, because 
as you can tell, I'm pretty fired up about this one. So I'm either going to be a sad, sad panda uh, come Saturday night, or I'm going to be uh, jumping for joy. So uh, either way, it's guaranteed entertainment. What's the call-in number, Matthew? Uh, the call-in number is 347-202-0934, or emails can come to bishop, B-I-S-H-O-P, at lightsoutradio.com. Cool. I will be calling in on Saturday night, so I'll call in and give my thoughts. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you for calling in again, Mr. Bishop. We'll uh, have to have you on uh, very soon. Um, to be honest, I haven't looked at my MMA calendar, so I've been busy on the pro wrestling side, but um, we'll see if we can get you on again soon and talk some more uh, fun MMA. Thanks for yeah, calling well, just, in, just, yeah, well, just real quick, just to let you know, uh, there will be uh, the Strike Force show in St. Louis on June 6th. I'm actually going to St. Louis for that one. Uh, hopefully to cover it. So uh, I'd love to come on uh, that week to talk about that show because that's looking like a good one as well. Not a problem. That's it. We got your book June 3rd. Not a problem. Sweet. Awesome. All right, Matt. All right, have we'll have a good night, guys. All right, brother. Yeah, have a good night. See ya. All right. Well, <clears throat> we're going to wrap it up since you don't have anything to plug. What are you talking about? I plug for hours every week. I mean, I'm going to make a call. No plugs this week. I don't want to, you know, take up too much of your time, you know. But my my uh, unbelievable chills, you know, they they just got to stop this week. Awesome. Well, brother, it was uh, definitely a different show this week. Yes. <laughs> always is. Always something fun and exciting and uh, different here in Rubber Guard. Well, we try to keep things interesting, so. But thanks for coming on and, and uh and carrying me, Rob, I appreciate it. It's <laughs> my job, you know. Awesome, brother. We'll be talking to you next Wednesday. All right, I'll see you guys. You guys take care. All right, take care, homie. All right, that was Joshi Rob, my co-host. Wow, another fun show. Let's uh, wrap it up. Check out the sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com for DVDs, T-shirts, uh, wrestling masks and whatnot, as well as our other sponsor, slambamjam.com current and past Lucha Libre and Japanese pro wrestling really good uh, custom DVD comps as well He's, Alfredo's got some really good stuff uh, gotta throw props out to the mothership angrymarks.com and as well as lightsoutradio.com uh, Matt Bishop's uh, MMA radio show uh, they'll be live on the air at one or 10.15 Pacific time 1.15 a.m. Eastern Time this Saturday after the UFC event. Uh, I'll be calling in, giving my thoughts on the show, so you know, check us out. Also, uh, you check out my indie blog, um, audio blog on angrymarks.com, which will be posted every Tuesday, um, plugging, running down uh, shows with uh, indie shows for the coming weekend with lineups, prices, and all that other good stuff. So, uh, yeah, check us out, and We'll be back uh, on the 27th next Wednesday with uh, T.J. Perkins in the first hour and in the second hour, Wrestling Personified Rick Luxury. So we'll be talking to you guys next week. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.